Shut up and sit down. Hi everybody, we're back. Another episode. Tech Earth by Goose Daddy. So I know we've had a few weeks uh, break from this, but we've been working on a few other things. And we're back. And to be fair, we're back in style. This episode, we sat down with Art Navarez, the Chief Technology Officer for a company called BPU Holdings. And we talk about what they're doing in a field called Artificial Emotional Intelligence. Rather than me waffling on and talking about it, how about we just jump in and hear what the expert has to say. Alright, let's do it. We're here talking to Art Navarez, the Chief Technology Officer of BP Holdings today. They have a couple of new products that they want to talk to us about, and I'm just going to let Art introduce himself, and we'll go from there. So, nice to have you. Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm pleased to, uh, to be awake for this. Uh, it's a little bit late in uh, South Korea, where uh, BPU Holdings is uh, hosted. Uh, we, we have our headquarters here. Uh, we have offices in uh, Bosnia and in uh, a couple of places in the U.S. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, 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 we're a little spread. Uh, we, uh, you know, created the company a few years ago. It's actually sort of new. Uh, and, um, you know, we wanted to... Uh, we wanted to, to, to look after something that, that I thought was significantly different from what's been done in the past. You know, at the time, uh, we wanted to coin the uh, artificial emotional intelligence yeah. term. And uh, we, you know, we started with the tagline teaching the machine to feel um, because ultimately, uh, we wanted to be able to have some way uh, of teaching artificial intelligence uh, something akin to to human emotional intelligence. Okay. Now, just out of curiosity, because I know a lot of people hear robots with emotions or emotional intelligence for artificial intelligence and go oh my god what's that <laughs> as such so yeah. what is the difference between we'll say standard artificial intelligence and artificial emotional intelligence well so you know i, I think uh our our ultimate goal is far from from where we are today so i i don't want to I, I i don't i don't want you to confuse the dream with the reality today today um the term emotional intelligence for us is uh, basically the basic detection in, through AI uh, of, uh, of human emotion. Uh, you know, things like sentiment analysis in uh, natural language, uh, things like, uh, like you said, facial recognition, possibly, uh, voice for certain, um, you know, and uh, right now, Really, the 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 hurdle, the the initial main hurdle, which I think uh, a lot of us are picking up the solution, is how to explain how to, how to depict the emotion in in math models, mathematical models, and algorithms. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, I, I can imagine. But, the, sorry, but 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 that is the, basically the difference. Is in in my mind, AI is purely about logic and rules and, and things like that, whereas 
AEI uses information about emotion or maybe emotional context of a situation to make the decision beyond purely just logic. Okay. Now that makes really perfect sense. Um, so essentially AI is perform, you know, understanding for specific tasks, whereas emotional intelligence is more understanding the person to predict an outcome. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, I think uh, our chief strategy officer, Craig Burton, would say that AI is about synthesizing the human brain and EI is about synthesis of emotions. Okay, I'm co- I'm totally qu- I'm totally quoting that back later. <laughs> uh, well, you know that that we are trying to simulate uh, the human. The way we're writing AI is by trying to emulate how how humans uh, process our our brain processes problems, how it, it moves through problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas with AI, we're trying now to simulate emotion and how we use emotions in our in our uh, way of thinking and a way of behaving. No, that, that's that's cool. And how then are you applying this to the product? Um, even just to give a background on the product, it's a okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 it's it's not just one product. Um, and uh, you know, uh, there there's sort of uh, layers to the prop to the product, if you will. Uh. We started first with um, a very simple sentiment um, uh, analysis tool. Basically, it tells you whether somebody is positive or negative about something. Okay. Very, very, very simple. Uh, so by analyzing language, um, we, we can tell you whether a particular sentence is positive towards something or negative towards that or neutral. Okay. And so... Um, that allows us just the basics of positive versus negative. Uh, after that, uh, and, and with that with that technology, we created a, a basically a search engine that uh, augments something like Naver or uh, Google. Naver is Korea's Google. Uh, so, like Google or Facebook or, or some other uh, some other social engine or or, or, or even search engine. And we can analyze their results and tell you, instead of saying, find me, uh, you know, type in Volkswagen uh, uh, for a search term, then you can say, find me positive uh, articles about Volkswagen or find me things that are, you know, yeah. 75% positive. You, you can give me, give me a, uh, about it. You can also, you know, uh, use several terms. <clears throat> So using that technology, we wrote the basic search engine, and then based on that search, we've created a, a political analysis tool as was our, our first product. Um, with this uh, political analysis tool, we, we find uh, that it's fairly easy to look at uh, elections, political elections, and, and it's interesting to make uh, forecasting based on that emotional analysis. Wow. Okay, that's impressive especially considering the <laughs> global political landscape at the moment and i know that exactly. oh i don't even want to get into it between <laughs> <laughs> oh god so you know it's really it's really fun uh we we created uh for for the 
the the first version we created for the Korean presidential election for uh, President Moon Jae-in, and um, and, and uh, you know um, he uh, with, with his election we were we definitely beat the pols- pollsters you know in, in terms of speed. I mean we we released our our predictions for the election the morning of the election, so before they actually were uh, voting. <laughs> And then, because uh, we wanted to prove that, look, we did predict the outcome. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it didn't just predict who was going to win it. it. You know, it took all the candidates yeah. and correctly ranked them in, in how they would come out of the wow. out of the uh, election. And it, uh, I think the worst margin of error was uh, less than 3%. So uh, it was very, very accurate. Um you know, I think um, I don't know that, that that the accuracy came fully from the tool. Some of it has to do that. Uh, I think um, in terms of uh, you know, Koreans seem a little bit homogeneous in, in, in their opinions sometimes. Yeah. You know, particularly socially. Uh, so it's sometimes it's it's fairly easy to to to, to try to uh, translate. Yes. But uh, outside of that, you know, we, we've been testing with uh, different uh, elections in the U.S. And we're getting not as accurate, but still, you know, correct Quite close. results in terms of, and yes, and, and in terms of guessing who's going to win. Um, That's actually really we, curious, you know, especially because I don't know if you knew, but um, the Irish presidential election was only done about... Oh, Jesus, just over a week or two ago now at this stage. And we had a candidate that was doing the the usual, you know, screaming and shouting discriminatory stuff, trying to get attention when he was a, a nobody candidate. And he ended up yes. getting a bigger chunk of, chunk of the poll than people, I think, predicted in the first place. And even then, the, yeah. the, so it would have been amazing to catch you about a month ago and see what, what way you would have ranked them. <laughs> It would have been awesome, you know, because what the tool does, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think the, 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 the forecasting of, of the voting is okay. Uh, personally, I don't, I mean, people are going to vote. And so to me, trying to guess what, how they're going to vote is not, it's not key to, 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 uh, to the outcome. What I, I really think is key to the tool is that it really identifies the key uh the key things driving the campaigns through through the uh, through the election process. So, like all the key political um, uh, discussions, uh, you know, because we 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 tend to drive up a Twitter. Uh, we we get a lot of um, a lot of very opinionated people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and and sure enough, there's a you know there's there's enough uh, political machinery out there putting out. Uh, Twitter uh, posts and, and, and other social media, and so we we go through the post, we we evaluate them, and then we give you a, a nice uh, roadmap that says you know these are the key campaign terms that are driving your constituency. These are what people are angry about. This is what they're happy about. This is how this candidate's name is related to these, and so. Um, uh, we think that it's very close to, you know, to, to expressing the, the, the 
true sentiment uh, of the people, and uh, we, we 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 have been hoping to to get it into more uh, hands out there than are using it. But um, I think we well, one of the things that that I feel we we, we that we're going to introduce with the next release is uh, we're going to introduce a tool so that the the, um, the voters can download an app and be more active, actively participating in the discussion. Okay, that's that's really interesting. And just on that point that you said a second ago about um, uh, being able to understand the, we'll say the the positive and negative aspects of somebody's consist- constituency, is there a possibility then that that information could be given to the politicians so that they have a better understanding of the people who are voting for them, so they can maybe, you know, modify what they're Absolutely. looking to achieve and, you know, actually streamline their campaign properly. Which might be that is exactly the, the the purpose of the tool is so you know these candidates is that if they really if they if the claim is that I re, I want to represent represent my people well here's a tool that really is good at telling you what people are saying out there and uh, and you know I, I think people tend to be more candid on, on social media than in, uh, on other uh, other you know than even if you call them and you ask them, how do you feel about something? I think in social media, people tend to just flame people and just let it go and, and say exactly what, how they're thinking. Yeah. So I think that's been one of the reasons why I think we are so uh, accurate in terms of guessing where people are in, in regards to any one issue. That's actually, I, I think that's really impressive, especially with the way the world is at the moment with politics so many more people are interested in, in politics as you said twitter is just a, a goldfish bowl of opinions and it can be hard for as you said the politician and the people to really you know sift through this and understand what's what so a tool like that where a politician can look and go here's what my people want here's what exactly that makes so much sense yeah i i could tell you about it's, 20 politicians in ireland now who'd hear that and go oh god <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's my point we're a little too honest for most i imagine exactly uh, and that's their problem uh, <laughs> but you know in the same in, in that venue we're, we're taking the the, the tool and and, and and making the the dashboard a little more uh broad so that you could use it for other purposes, not just politics, right? You can use any name, anybody's name with any kind of topic, and it can give you a not just not just you know an overall uh, monitor of how people are feeling, but uh, it could also give you um, which one of the things I, I really enjoy is uh, related terms because sometimes you know, for example. Uh, Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm looking up Donald Trump today. If I look immigration reform, I will probably find that everybody probably or a large majority of the Americans are just not on board with him in terms of immigration reform. But the tool then finds out what are the nearest related topics to immigration reform. And so sometimes looking at those second and third uh degrees of separation in terms of terms also gives us an idea that people are very that are worried about something very specific about immigration reform it may not even be that they're in general worried about it but they're worried about something very specific and so um yeah 
we think in terms of uh, brand management, uh, things like you know, things like other uh, public figures, you know, uh, artists, uh, uh, they might also find this type of management, this type of reporting useful. So we're we're in the process of of, of refactoring the tool. So it's not just about politics, but um, you know, it, it's more broad. So, for and, example, you know, a, a company it, could pick. For example, a company could pick it up and do a, a sentiment analysis on themselves or an understanding to get an understanding exactly. of what people think of their brand or how they operate. Correct. Cool. And, and to be fair, you know, there there's other companies that that have sentiment analysis tools. Uh, I think um, you know, for us, this is all we do. Whereas other people are just doing it as part of something else. For us, it is key to understand, like I said, emotion. And exactly. so all our research is going into it. So that's the first app. Uh, the, the second app that we created uh, is um, iMake. And iMake is uh, a, an app for regular people. Um, its goal is really to explore emotional intelligence. And uh, EI is about four things. One is, the first thing is about to learn about yourself, discover yourself, uh, to improve yourself is the second thing. To discover your relationships is the third thing. And then uh, to improve your relationships is the fourth thing. So we created an app that is today focused on the first goal, right? To, to uh, the first goal, which is to, to discover yourself. Cool. Um, and you know we've got maybe a hundred thousand users. It's not massive, but we have done zero advertising, and so we we think that it's uh, picking up speed, and uh, on its own. Uh, and um, since the first release of IMEI, uh, we have now uh, found a group of uh, researchers at uh, the uh, University of Arizona, uh, and uh, and. They're wanting to use uh, the underpinnings, the, the framework I made to build medical applications. Yes, this is the part I was reading about that I looked at and went, this is very, yeah. very interesting. So, and I may, in that regard, um, what they liked about I may is that uh, we, we started with a notion of an app that because it uses, uh, think, think of Messenger like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or any of these messengers, by using a, a Messenger bot, um, we mimic a human on the on the other side. And so it gives us that ability, that inter interactivity that you get with a human. And so uh, when, in this case, we've supplemented IMA with uh, voice. So there, there's a voice recognition module. The first version of the voice recognition is just simple. Uh, it understands what you're asking, and then it converts whatever uh, she's replying and uh, converts it to voice. And so because we're dealing with patients that may not be able to see the screen or type or whatever, that makes it very useful. Um, and, and the first goal is to create a, a basically a nurse's assistant that um, can be used to do things that are super important, but really boring. Yeah. Uh, you know, for example, there, there's a, a, a delirium test that nurses are supposed to administer so many times a day. 
but many times don't do it because they, they figure they, they can tell whether they, that they've already they already seen the, the, the patient they've already been able to determine whether they, they are suffering from it or not or whatever and so many times they skip it and many times when they administer it they they also can miss the response and, and, and sometimes might have some uh, uh, some error and so uh, you know the perfect the perfect thing for a bot is that it doesn't get tired it doesn't get bored exactly. it'll ask as many as it'll sift through that kind of as I said this was something I found very interesting because strangely enough a, a few members of my family who were nurses and they'd be the first to tell you it's the the part that the most draining part of the job is the 100 200 times you're just doing the same task over and over again and as you said it can over and over. so easy to, exactly. to, to miss a response or to yes. miss an action when you're looking at the same sheet of paper 200 times in a day just exactly as you said this and, and so we think we, we think that by supplementing the nurses that we're able to not just save a lot of money uh, because you know it costs hospitals a lot of money when some of these little things get get uh, missed um, but you know we're also able to proactively uh, do things um, so some of the things that we're working on there uh, you know we're working I said with with the voice recognition so so there's a company right now that we're talking to that has the ability to emulate almost any voice and so we're thinking for, particularly for mentally challenged uh, patients, that recording their child's voice or their parent's voice, depending on whether you're a child or not, uh, you know, or some, someone familiar, that being able to synthesize that voice for them when I'm speaking, that it will create familiarity, it will make them relax, and it will help them get into a better state. Of course, that idea of a soothing, understanding voice that, that you know, the, the, the uh, yeah, as you said, the one voice that the person recognizes, they're more likely to engage with it or, you know, take it Correct. more seriously than, I suppose, the monotone Alexa voice or something like that. Exactly, exactly. And, and so something like that, uh, or, you know, initially I, I imagine that we're going to start simply by letting them pick, you know, male or female, you know, some different tones and accents. Uh, and, and then, you know, from there we, we will expand. Um, the researchers are also working on voice analysis so that we can tell when a person is in distress um, from, you know, the voice. Uh, I guess uh, kind of like a lie detector. Um which that one could have various applications, including some fun ones in the dating scene. Um, yeah, no, we're not doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 would go very very badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, we we thought it would be it would be an interesting one. Uh, of course, we have a lot of young PhD students working on this, so they come up with some of these very fun ideas. Um, we're working with some doctors on. Uh, um, right now, they have a patent uh, on a um, heart variability measurement where um, they can, uh, you know, detect uh, based on, on on once they take your 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 pattern and they understand your 
normal patterns of variability in your heart rate, um, they can then detect uh, announce the onset of uh, certain types of uh, cardiac arrest or, or, or other symptoms uh, with some with very very good accuracy and, and you know three to five minutes ahead of time. And so that gives the app the ability to take somebody with a heart condition and talk them through a number of life-saving things they can do because they don't know the heart attack is coming. Well, so you can essentially, essentially the idea is to preempt the problem. Correct. Yeah, you know, the doctor was telling me, he goes, if I could talk to my patients three minutes before it happens, I can probably talk 95% through of them through measures that would prevent any, any, uh, you know, major damage. Um, he goes any, anywhere from go take a big gulp of water right now. He goes, the am- amount of liquid and oxygen that comes into your body can, can make a big difference. He goes, uh, I could immediately start playing the right soft music for them. So get them to a, a less excitable state. He goes, whatever, there's a number of things that we can do. Contact the first uh, goes, responders. He, yes. Preempting, preempting that, saying this person's going to have a cardiac arrest problem within the next three minutes. Therefore, you can have the first responders already on the way. And I'm not a medical expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I'd imagine that in a situation like that, the difference of two minutes can save a life. That, that, that's what they said. He, you know, he told me, he goes, look, you can do miracles in three minutes in, the, in, in that particular instance. Um, so they're, they're also excited because with IMEI, you can prescribe an entire set of things to do, and, and IMEI will walk the patient through the whole thing, right? He told me, he goes, he goes something that's very simple that most people can do in that situation is to do some very specific breathing exercises. And if I can get them started on the breathing, he goes, you may prevent the whole thing. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm not the expert. I, I sit there in, in these uh, in these rooms with all these doctors and they're talking about, you know, heart attacks and heart conditions and all this other stuff. And uh, I, 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 I can mimic what they say, but uh, I wouldn't know the science behind it. Yeah, we're, we're um, the tech guys. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. uh, but, but you know, so we're we're, we're working on that. Um, the the first probably the first thing that we'll release is uh, one that deals with dementia. Uh, this uh, helps. It's a fairly easy test, and uh, and it often goes on. Uh, the, the 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 nurses just don't run it, but it's costing a lot, particularly in elderly care. It costs a lot of money when when it's missed. Um, we're coupling that with uh, other research that's going on there. Uh, there's research uh, going into this uh, new type of um, um, microwave. Uh, I think it's microwave, and, and, but, but I might be wrong. But it's, it, it's a new type of radar, basically, that detects very specifically uh, it, 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 using AI. It can identify people uh, with, with the radar. So, you know, if two people are sitting next to each, each other, you can tell the difference uh, of one versus the other, of uh, very small movements. Uh, so uh, you, you can use this type of radar to monitor 
say you're you're in a you you're in a hospital, you have so many beds, uh, you wanna you don't want anybody getting out of bed without assistance. Anybody tries to move, you got them. This thing will will immediately alert a nurse or or. It will immediately say, "Hey, John, don't, don't get up, buddy. You, you, you give me two seconds. I'll have a nurse there." That's um, actually that. That's a big thing, especially as you said in the the likes of the elderly homes. Um, yeah, and like just uh, general care facilities yeah. for extreme cases. That that kind of idea of being. Well, and they're they're telling you, yeah, they, even with the not so elderly, you know, people think that they're in in uh, they. they they're lying. They're laying down for a long time. They, they, their muscles may have weakened. They don't realize that, and they try to get up. They fall. They break something. Yeah. Um, could you use that for uh, other? <laughs> could you use that for people? We'll say I'm going to use myself as an example here. I managed to break my ankle in three places there over the summer, and I was obviously told bed rest this, that, and the other. And sure, naturally, I went nah. I drove up, drove up to Dublin in the cast. Went, went about my business, and then drove back. If I had something like that that went, don't move. There's a reason why you were told not to move. Maybe I wouldn't have caused myself extra hassle. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, as we were talking about that, you know, uh, particularly in the U.S., uh, the insurance things are, are, are high, and so they want to, they want the patient to follow the rules uh, because it's very expensive sometimes when people disobey the rules and they still want the insurance to pay up. Yeah. And so insurance companies would love to be able to at least enforce the medical care so that, you know, it, it lowers some of the secondary damage that's created when, when people ignore the, uh, the instructions. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, right now things that, that I make and do that, uh, we demonstrated uh, just this month is, like I said, we can re- we can use the voice. And right now, it's uh, you know the monotonic uh, computer-like voice uh, until we integrate with this other library, and then we're able to emulate more human voices. Um, but even even the current voice, uh, after a little while, the patients seem to get used to it, and. Um, so now they, what they've asked us to do is to make her more uh, conversational. <laughs> the, the, the patients like talking to it. Well, if you need, if so, you need Irish, um, Irish voices to take, I'll happily... Any, any of the good yeah, you have to model. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a model then. You exactly. got it. Oh, they're, they're, I'm not, <laughs> I, I haven't even got the most uh, Irish accent of the team here, trust me. We can get one of the boys from Kilkenny and... You, you'd be I, I I used to have a, a partner that, that was uh, uh, from a small place in, in Ireland, and I'll tell you, I had a hard time understanding him sometimes. Oh, he was very very. Do you, do you know what part? <laughs> I don't remember, uh, he, but I, he he was a delightful guy, and we we had we had a lot of fun. But he, you know, we 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 used to spend a lot of time laughing because I could not understand the English. Uh, so. <laughs> it, 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 it can be quite difficult. So there, there, there again, the beauty is that uh, the voice recognition is uh, good enough to work through accents. Uh, so, so, you know, maybe the AI will have one over us. 
it, it, it will have a much better, better way to recognize the linguistics. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're we're doing the the voice. Uh, we're investigating the uh, the voice recognition for stress. So that if you triangulate a number of signals, let's say that I'm watching your Fitbit or your Apple Watch and, and, and watch the heart rate going up or down, and then all of a sudden I notice stress in your voice, then I've got two signals that there's some something may not be right. Um, we so as I said, now, now they're asking us to make uh, I made uh, social. They, they, they want her to have social conversations with the uh, patients uh, because some of the patients really like talking to it. And, and so... And that actually kind of leads me up to the, the next question I'd have. In terms of the integration, would the idea be to have the app integrate with existing wearables, the likes of an Apple Watch or uh, a, a smartwatch or a Fitbit or any of this, or would there be... Like a medically, a medical wearable as such, where uh, you know, so far they they requested uh, the the commercial versions. Um, we we discussed about you know whether um, right now they're telling me that the specifications for the uh, for the uh, commercial wearables, especially the new version of the Apple Watch and the Fitbits, um, those are in are as good or at, at equivalent. Uh, specs to medical devices that, that they have there. Yep. Um, the the architecture of IMEI allows you to think about if IMEI is a brain out in the cloud somewhere, you can hook signals from anywhere, and it, it will it will integrate with them. So it's not it, it's very easy to to integrate and create other apps that that you know for other reasons. Say maybe you need it for athletics or. Or something else, it could you know easily be a coach to help yell at you when you're at the gym, or you know, yeah, tuck you to bed at night, you know, things like that. Um, we we built a, 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 an interface for basically IoT devices, right? So if you have a smart refrigerator or a thermostat, lights, all that stuff, you know, just like Alexa. In our case, we didn't make it specific to one type of control, you know, it's, uh, it's open to any. If it's, I'm sorry. It, it, it's more open than that. We'll say, would it be right in saying that? Yeah, it's more. I would say more broad. I wouldn't say more open, but it's broad in yeah. terms that we 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 want to make it so that these universities, because we're now dealing with several of them, uh, that these universities are able to uh, interface whichever device they're using. Easily, and so, um, so like I said, we're doing dealing with uh, watches and radar, and, uh, with uh, lights, controls for the TV, uh, a few others, um, and uh, you know, it, it, in in terms of processing, uh, this is where 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 having the AI is kind of cool because a signal is a signal, whether it's coming from the human or a device. Uh, underneath, we 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 don't even distinguish <laughs> you know we just hear, here's the signal this is what the signal means this is somebody who's going to and this is a, a program that's going to handle that signal we give it to the program the program gives us a result we give it back to the user in whatever form the user needs it um so 
it, it's a very very simple framework, uh, but I think that our goal really is to focus on just the emotional computing rather than on competing for domination of the IoT space or some of these other things. You know, uh, we really want to focus on depth on the depth of emotional understanding, and the framework allows us a, a way to embed even other AIs, say we want to interface with Alexa, we can do that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that, that is very cool. So, yeah, so we think it's like, look, let, let's focus and also, you can replace our own AI with some other AI. And so, uh, somebody comes up with a better thing, hey, you know, uh, my goal, my, my dream is to change the world and I'm not going to do it by myself, so. There's plenty of really smart people out there, and we want to enable people to do that. Very interesting. Um, no, I think that's incredible. Uh, one for you. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of him, but um, it, 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 this is just after remind me of a crowd that I talked to a few weeks ago. They're um, the enabled. They make three D printed um, prosthetics for people. Um, it's like an open source network around the world something like awesome. your platform could integrate with that to give you know to give feedback signals and all that kind of stuff easily i'd assume absolutely sure i mean if somebody wanted to build say uh, uh build other sensors into their prosthetics and integrate the sensors into the into the application rather than force them to write a complete application we already have one that has enough other medical value that it's easy to 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 bump in these scripts and say hey you know i want you to do this uh right now we're working like i said we're working on the on the what i would call the chit chatty uh parts of uh, of the of the uh, ai so that um so that it can be more empathetic um so you know if they if they don't remember that john has a brother and you know, a few days from now, I might say, hey, by the way, how's your brother? You say he, he fell. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. So it, 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 it's going to start mimicking much more human uh, conversation. Relationship, understanding, and being able to yes. interact with the person as a, as a person rather than as a as an entity or a client as such. Make, make a huge difference. <laughs> it's not just a user, you become John. Uh, to that effect, one of the things that we are doing, which I think is also a little bit different than other people, is that we're building a very strong, secure identity model. Because, as you might imagine, there's a lot of uh, uh, regulations around medical information that we need to ensure that the right people can get to it, uh, that not just not anybody can, can hack this thing. Um, so, uh, so. We're building a very strong layer of identity management, security roles, access access controls, roles based management, uh, so that um, you you can use this thing securely. Wow. And uh, one of those things is something that so so I'm going to blue sky for you for just a little bit because this is sort of what we're we're, we're the dream that got us started. You know, we we envisioned. Uh, and, and maybe I watch too much Black Mirror. Uh, <laughs> we envisioned a future. <laughs> we, we envisioned a future where there is such a device that you can give to a baby, and 
the AI will sit there and interact with the baby from the moment it's there, right? Uh, all the way, uh, anything from allowing you to store pictures of the baby uh, to listen to the baby talk, record, you know, monitor the changes. Uh, there's enough things like uh, smart socks with babies now that will monitor uh, your baby's heart rate, your breathing, things like that to prevent sudden infant death syndrome. And so, uh, you know, interfacing with those uh, devices to uh, also, you know, not just give you a peace of mind, but also to keep a, a record of your child's breathing and, and heart rate and all this other stuff uh, to, to show you how it's uh, shaping over time. Uh, as the child is growing, to learn the words of the child is learning them, yeah. you know, and to uh, be able to mimic what the boys or the girl says and the, what the baby says and grow up with the baby. Basically, an AI that forms its own vocabulary and its own biases and everything. the person. That's... Yes. That's madness. By just following the baby through its entire life. Now, the interesting thing is that imagine what happens when a human dies and they leave something like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So people, somebody, like their their children or whatever, can have something, with yeah. a record of them behind this. So. Well, imagine... If I'm having a if I'm having a problem, this thing is going to know how to talk to me conversationally. So I can go to this thing and say, "Hey, how's it going?" and and, and, and ask them questions, and they will answer the way my father would have answered. That's both in brilliant and terrifying in equal measures. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, anyway, uh, you know, we we thought if nothing else, having something that 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 builds and retains a life record of someone. Of would be amazing. I think it definitely at the early ages, the application there is incredible. Um, you obviously, you know, things like asthma, you'd have a record of the breathing patterns for a three, four year period and a doctor can go, okay, this kid has asthma or if a child is having difficulties or they're slow picking up words, they can understand that, okay, this is an early learning difficulty or whatever and you can get that information in as soon as possible and fix the problem at the source. And, and even, you know, if the parents were to be, you know, I know in my house, for every one of my children, there's a whole bunch of marks on the doors where their mom marked their, their growth and things like that. I, you know, now imagine that you have an AI that sits there, monitors your child's uh, height and weight, and, you know, it's able to actually ask you even more questions that might also help you. Determine, hey, you, 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 might be feeding your kid the wrong things. They're, they're too heavy for their age right now, uh, you know, or, or just give you hints so that as a parent, you can now interact more, more uh, easily with your doctors and, and have a, a, a feedback mechanism that can give you so much information, including this continual monitor of your breathing and your and your heart rate and things like that. So it can be like. A doctor, a personal trainer, and your mother in your pocket all at the same time. All at the same time. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially... Yeah, I think that's amazing. I, I don't think I have any other questions unless there's anything that you would like to share. No, you know, uh, 
as a company, for me, this this is, this is more than just a job. And you know, somebody, a shareholder, asked me uh, not many weeks ago. You know, if I'm in in the in in this for for the long haul, and I'm like, yeah, this is not just a job for me. It's, this is my life pursuit. Um, if I wasn't doing it here, I'd still be doing it. Uh, so this is the, it's, this you is know, the dream. I, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, for me, it's fun. It's a passion. I don't see it as work. Um, you know, some people go, hey, look, somebody just solved the problem you were trying to solve. I don't get jealous. I get excited. Just one less thing to worry about. Exactly. You know, um, uh, you know, yes, there's, there, there's, it's, it's a commercial venture. You want to lead the market. But, but I think that the market is so massively large that even a few good products will result in, in, in major, major, uh, uh, income for, for the shareholders. So in this case, I think my, my feeling is that we, we, we need to go for quality. You know, we need, we need to make sure that we do it right so that we don't end up with, you know, people's information all over the place and, and stuff like that. So, we're, we're taking our time to do it right. Shut up and sit down. And there you have it. That's it. He's an interesting guy, isn't he? They're working on some really good stuff, I have to say. It'll be interesting to see where artificial emotional intelligence goes over the next couple of years. Let us know what you think. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of the usual uh, social media channels. Just look for Goose. You'll be able to find us. Until next time, have a good one, good night, good luck, good morning, goodbye, see you in a while.